0: Is you're talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. As long as I say, we can persuade Willie to stay in Ireland, we'll stay in England. TSI. Get stuck in. And here's a new people-chasing star. is Gallop Andershock, who gallops to glory in the Gold Cup. Oh, and he's, da- he's off. He's not. He's back on. He's, and he's... No, he's off. He's off. Well, oh. You're calling out prices. Bookmakers prices on this channel, right? You couldn't have two bananas to a banana with the bookmakers. Jumped in like a bag of hammers. All you do is talk rubbish on this.
1: Racing is under such scrutiny. Ah, you? if you don't like racing,
0: go and watch Peppa Pig.
2: Welcome to the Final Forum podcast. It is great to have your company as we talk about some of the big horses and the key races from the last few days. As usual, Katie Young, George Gorman, alongside me, Ems Kennedy. I will delve straight into Lingfield, possibly the emergence of Britain's leading contender for the Gold Cup with Lampress Press back with the bang. George Gorman won Jamaica, Finisher Williams, and is he now Britain's leading contender for the Gold Cup in your view? Yeah,
0: no, look, he, he did everything you could want him to do. Um. I think. Protector looked like he was sort of working himself back into a bit of form as well. If it if you were to take that off the off the basis of Protector last couple of runs, you maybe wouldn't be so impressed. But he seemed to warm to the task as he went on non-press A, like for particularly coming up probably last like three quarters of a circuit, his jumping really kicked into a different gear and you could see Charlie Jewell Charlie Jewell, sorry. Who Charlie Joy um confidence off him and like he was laying up his neck. I I give him a bit of credit for actually, like he looked like he was running out of puff a bit towards the end, but like I say, he's he's had a year off, even though he's been in quite a long time, but he actually made all his ground up the hill at Lingfield, which is very, even for horses like this, it's very hard to do. And I cut him a little bit of slack on that front. Um, As for being our main contender in um, the Gold Cup, certainly on prices he is, whether he's, done enough just yet to prove he should be ahead of Brave Man's game in the betting for me I would say probably not um, I'd certainly prefer him to Shishkin but I think uh, yeah he's, he deserves to be up there within the English chances but for me I'd I'd still say Brave Man's game is favourite to be the first English horse home in the Gold Cup for me.
2: Yeah the closer we get to it the more I'm actually interested in Shishkin do not correct your sets do not clean out your ears, I did say that correctly. I didn't say I was backing him, but I'm certainly interested in him uh, for the race itself. Katie, what did you make of Presse's winning return?
1: Yeah, I thought it was a really nice performance on his kind of first stop back after um, a layoff through injury. Um, he does have a really good strike rate when running fresh first time out. Um, and I think he's for four from four from... First runs of the season, and I thought it was a great placement actually from uh, connections to aim him there with a kind of good prize and offer, um, and they made the most of it there. Um, I don't know whether he quite is kind of classy as gallop and de Champs maybe is, um, but look, he's high up on the agenda for the British squad, and his, his course form around Cheltenham on both the old and new courses. Um, is very good he ran that impressive winner the Brown advisory um two two years ago um and two from two at cheltenham which boasts really well um coming into the festival this year and um, with horses for courses and all that to note um look he he has this run of injuries kind of over the couple of years he's missed kind of um chunks of time here and there but look i think if he could produce like a repeat of his best form around cheltenham he could be up there um in March and yeah, I, I would have him on the short list, um and I do think he could be quite a little bit under the radar um coming into this. So yeah, I think he could produce a if he could produce a career best performance in March, I don't think he'd be too far away. Um I don't think necessarily ground is an issue with him. I actually thought he maybe wanted softer ground, but I think he he uh, handles uh, good ground. Um, so I don't think that'd be a problem if it came up soft or on the good side. But yeah, um, like George said, a little sticky at first part of his race and his jumping, but kind of warmed into it. And I was actually really impressed the way Charlie uh, Deutsch uh, kind of i just thought he gave him a beautiful ride um he looked kind of like he was maybe going through the motions around maybe you think 10 out about on 10th fence sorry and he didn't rush him he just he, he kind of just nursed him away from the back of a few few of his fences he didn't give him a slap down shoulder or he didn't he wasn't rushing him away he just kind of Change his hands and use his reins to kind of get him back onto the bridle after each fence. So I just really liked the way he kind of rode him like that, and I I think kind of that was a big part of why he ran so well. Um, He just I just thought he give him a beautiful ride. He got kind of got his confidence um, up on the back half of the the race, and yeah, you gave him time to get in gear, and yeah, overall a really nice performance. I thought both
2: horse and rider i would agree with all of that i think look it's a it's a really nice performance it's great to see him back mm-hmm. you want to see these proper grade one performers and you need to see something mm-hmm. that can challenge gallop on the GDC gdc's losing no sleep over this guy no you've beaten at. great everybody can be Protectorat. broadway boy can be Protectorat these mm-hmm. days albeit giving him weight. he got lapped in a betfair chase he got lapped in a gold cup uh, <sighs> he was what 12 to 1 for the gold cup before this maybe 14s so there was a few very clever people who did have a lot of respect for were putting him up as a gold cup bet it's not like he's been sh- slashed into 6 to 1 mm. he's still widely available at 10s and Venetia williams was saying afterwards don't expect a whole lot of improvement but mm. like there's a there's a feeling amongst those people who were putting him up oh he'll massively improve for this that's not what Venetia williams was saying I'm yeah. saying like don't expect a whole lot of improvement it's also asking an awful lot to go win a gold cup on the back of one run which i think is what a lot of forces are doing
1: yeah are they going to the ascot chase now? is that where they was that mentioned somewhere was
0: mentioned
1: yeah
2: yeah be surprised if she doesn't give him another run very yeah because it's it's not enough like that's one of my concerns with gentlemen's game I'm, I'm convinced that the reason he's going straight to the gold cup isn't because of the setback that ruled him out of the Savills. You had time to put him in the Cotswold chase. You're trying to cling on to the dream that he can win a Gold Cup. And maybe he can. He's trained by Mouse Morris. The guy's a genius. But not for me. And I'd need to see more from this fella. Now, if he goes and bolts up in an Ascot chase, now he's really the leading British contender. And now we can start seeing if Willie Mullins gets a bit nervous with GDC. But right now, it's Gallop on DeChomp and fast or slow with... It, it, like, is there anything about that performance that made either of you want to go, i got to back him for a Gold Cup right now? Katie?
1: Um, not necessarily back him for a Gold Cup. I just thought I loved the way he ran. Like He, he looked to me as though he ran like a horse with a massive heart. And you, I think you need that in a horse to be competitive in a Gold Cup. I'm not saying that I fancy him for the Gold Cup, but I actually wouldn't be surprised if he turned up and ran a, a really really good race here in March I think he could come under the radar a little bit I have my doubts is he has he got quite got the class to to win him a gold cup but I do think there's a big pot to winning him again and I yeah I I wouldn't be surprised if he turned up and was placed anyway a best or in the gold cup in March I just
2: yeah
1: I think he might come under the radar a little bit
2: Right, George. Were you tempted to back him at all?
0: I'd say so if, if there was one aspect of his performance that did make me think the difference between a Grade Two, Grade One, nice, you know, decent horse and maybe a superstar, it was his jumping. Like there were a few, mm. there are a few fences down the back there where Protector absolutely winged them, and he took lengths out of them anyway. Mm. That takes a lot of doing. Like when you're talking, you know, proper Grade Two, Grade One class horses. He just—he he was so quick through the air. Like that's there's one aspect of him that maybe is a little bit special. It might just be that, and that obviously will stand to him at Cheltenham where you're going up and down. The ability to make ground at your fences is is massive. But, but at this stage, I'd be more inclined to back him for next year's King George and this year's Gold Cup. But a horse that's had a year out with a leg, I'm not going to back him for anything more than. A month away.
2: Ross Malar was making the point, One of the one of the most valuable qualities in training is patience, and Venetia Williams has that in in abundance and been rewarded for it too. I just can't get massively enthusiastic and hugely excited about beating Protectorat. You should be doing that, and he's not pulled massively clear of him. And then Venetia saying afterwards, "Don't expect massive amounts of improvement." But hey, maybe, maybe if he goes to the Ascot Chase and crushes Pictori, no. Now we're having a very different conversation.
0: Interesting question for, for both of you, really. Um, would you prefer he went straight to Cheltenham or went and got in an absolute battle in soft ground on Ascot Chase Day?
2: I'm going to say give him, give him another run as long as it's not like horrible, heavy ground. But I'd want to see him again because if I was to say, oh, no, he go straight to Cheltenham, that would be hypocrisy. And then how can we bash Nicky Henderson anymore? So I'll say give him another run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kind just of worry I, how many good horses have gone to Ascot Chase then, yeah. whether it's the Ascot Chase or the supporting card and absolutely blown their chances for Cheltenham. Mm, just Especially about to say for that. Him. he he's a candidate for the bounce factor, isn't he? Mm.
2: Yeah, massively.
1: Yeah. And probably as well if Cheltenham was the dream would they risk running into an injury to that close to Cheltenham if he is a bit, little bit on the fragile side? That might be something to think about as
0: well. I'm, I'm just not sure which the lesser of the two evils is. I know, but that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is the great thing, though, about being pundits and not trainers. We have the ability to be Monday morning quarterbacks and just go, oh, it's crazy what Nicky's doing. It's absolutely insane he's not running. But then also go, well, you know, venetia has got to be conservative.
0: You don't want to blow your wait. Cheltenham chance. We can just wait after, until after Cheltenham and decide if they were right or wrong. That's, that's the beauty of this
2: job. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mizor Wests as we switch to the hurdlers, an 11 length win, but it's a win in a race that's marred by, by tragedy with what happened to poor old DB Cooper. He's obviously beautifully bred. Katie, he's a full brother to Fernie Hollow. What he actually achieved in winning a heavy ground maiden hurdle, I don't really know. At least he settled better.
1: Yeah, I think it was a, a big improvement and a big step up from his uh, first run left time. We've seen over hurdles. Um, He's done what I thought he'd do here. And like I was saying, many of Willies are kind of uh, improving for their first runs, a lot of them getting beaten and they're stepping up considerably for their second starts. And he was another one of these. Um, I didn't think it was completely plain sailing for him again here. Um, like, he was keen early on. I know he kind of dropped the bridle after three or four hurdles, but he did take a good grip the first part of his race. And I think that I don't know if it could be a factor of why it's affecting his jumping early on. He did warm up towards the end, but I just I have doubts about how, how his jumping. I just think he needs to improve to be competitive at Grade One level. Um, I just thought it was a little guessy at times. He kind of he jumped out of Mark's hands at first, and just I just don't think he made a natural shape over a hurdle. To me, he looked a bit stiff and awkward over his hurdles, and he, he was jumping slightly right again, like he was doing at Leopardstown, But he's obviously going right-handed mm-hmm. there today, so he was getting away with it, and it probably wasn't as obvious as it was at Leppertown going left-handed. Um, I've serious doubts about his technique of over over a hurdle, like. I was, watching his, um, I was watching him today, and his his hind end doesn't follow through with his front end. Like he skews in the air, and his and his and his hind end kind of jumps out to the right. He's not quite like he's just not fluent over a hurdle as a lot of other horses are, especially in a novice um, in a novice uh, career. I just yeah, I'd be a little bit worried about his jumping going forward, and I'd like to see him improve. A bit in this area to kind of really get a gauge on him. He won on the bridle effectively, and he quickened up to the, from the back of the last line. And yeah, he was impressive in that way. But like you said, sadly, um, it was marred by uh, an injury to DB Cooper, and that probably took um, the strength out of the race that it, it kind of held at the beginning. But yeah, like I thought, I thought I think he could be a nice horse in time. But I do have my doubts how far I can go at the moment with his jumping, and i just like to see where his jumping goes next. Going right-handed, I think he's probably a better horse, and going left-handed, that might be something to know as well. Um, and I've seen the bookies didn't really um, change their prices on him going to Cheltenham, so that could be a factor there that they might have picked up on as well.
2: The performance left me cold. Obviously, yes. it's just a sad race to be watching, but the performance itself just watching him back and focusing, I'd agree with everything you said. Um, I thought your point about his back end was really interesting too, just in terms of his technique. This is such a cliche question, but does he look like a horse who's going to (laughs) be... can't believe I'm asking this. Does he look like a horse who's going to be better over fences than hurdles?
1: Could be, yeah. He could just be... Yeah, he could just be a little bit awkward over hurdles. He's probably not quite... um, Yeah, he's probably quite... He could be a bit like Fernie Hollow um, in that sense. And hopefully he could be one of those horses that do improve their technique for offense, just have a little bit more respect for them. And I um, mean, might just be more, more down his corridor, but I'm hoping he can improve in his jumping because I was a little bit disappointed by just by his technique and overall kind of clumsiness more than anything. But that could just be him as well. That could just be his way of getting over a hurdle. But look, in grade one company, he could be vulnerable.
2: I completely agree. It is odd, though, George, to be talking about a Willie Mullins, Mark Walsh, JP with Manosaurus, who's won by 11 lengths, and to be just crabbing him and like, nah, didn't really think that was great. There's also a, a thing I've noticed here, George. These bookies are at it again. We spotted you, bookies. We can see what you're playing at. So if you go onto the Odds Checker website and you look at the excellent history that they have of all the prices, yesterday the bookmakers went into defensive mode and cut mizor west from 18s to 14 16s to 12s and then today they've kind of pushed him all the way back out from 10s to 16s back out to he's, he's basically pink on odds checker when he should be blue so yes. odds compilers weren't exactly impressed katie wasn't impressed i wasn't impressed what about you
0: um i think he's yeah he's probably a future chaser um he was far, far too keen early. Um, I w- wasn't so worried. I, I, like, I wouldn't say Katie said she was worried by his jumping. Like, but I just, yeah, for a short-term point of view, I it wouldn't fill me with enthusiasm. But I think he's certainly got the potential to be a nice horse in time in terms of being a festival horse this year. I don't think his jumping's probably good enough. I don't think his temperament's going to be good enough. And being by westerner I think he's unlikely to get ground that he's going to want at the festival. Um, not to say it's impossible. We've spoken in detail about Western Warhorse on here. Like he managed to win at the Cheltenham Festival. But I think given that he's gone and won like that on heavy ground at the weekend, despite pulling so hard, I'd say this is probably a horse that's going to prefer softer ground. Um, I haven't really got much to add on top of that, to be honest. Um, so... We
1: look forward to seeing him next year, Tracy. Yeah, I think we've kind of, he's de- definitely plenty of ability. It's just kind of putting it all together now with him, I think. And yeah, he's just not quite the finished article, but I think he'll get there in time. But whether it might just be a little bit too soon for him this year, would be my only kind of... Um, yeah, that may only kind of worry with him.
2: If anything, it just confuses the Supreme Novus Hurdle picture even further, because mm. by the time the Dublin Racing Festival comes along, we're going to have a fair idea of where all these horses are going. It might very well mm. be that Ballyburn bolts up in that two mile grade one, but still goes the Sir Garrod route and heads yeah. to the Ballymore. <laughs> it's more than likely he would go for the Supreme, you would imagine. But he has got mystical power for that. Um, Jericho de Repinay is going to have his prep run soon enough. So we'll learn a little bit more about him. This Far weekend, and glory.
1: Yeah, this weekend, I think. Don't yeah,
2: well, yeah. it's Nikki. So let's just oh, really? see, shall we? Because isn't isn't Nico at Cheltenham?
0: No, no, he's McManus. He's McManus. He will. Oh uh. yeah, <laughs>
2: he'll be fine. That's an mm-hmm. excellent point, George Gorman. That's an excellent point. Frankie Tight Lips will have had his word, and like I don't care that you want to go like Nikki. You're running him. We'll know more about the Supreme Love's turtle picture by the time we're recording next week, and we've seen Jericho de Repenay probably going bolt up. But what will he have achieved? Will he have beaten a 140 horse? No, but he'll still be caught significantly. Speaking of Cheltenham Festival novice hurdlers though, high class hero. Uh, On the day it was a double for Townend and Mullins. He's now unbeaten in five starts for the Mullins team. He's won four consecutive races over hurdles and he's been made outright favorite for the potato race. Monkfish won this in 2020 before going on to win the Albert Bartlett slash crisp slash potato race. Can high class hero follow in his stable companions hoof prints, Katie Young?
1: Yeah, I think I actually seen a lot of stick for him about this. And like the horse hasn't done anything wrong. Like he's won what four four on the bounce now, I think it is it, four or five on a bounce. Like going into Cheltenham with that next to your name, like is pretty good. Um look, I thought he did I thought he ran he ran well on the day. Uh, I thought it was a nice performance. Um I think he justified favoritism here for the alba Bart left assist. there's nothing else really that's popping up in my mind for, for that race um i didn't think i don't think race rate the race conditions on the day suited him like they went a very steady sedate pace um which would not have suited him at all uh, i thought he looked a little bit keen uh, in behind and pulled hands on that ground on uh, in testing conditions like that would not have played into his favour at all. Um I thought his jumping was pretty good. Um I think his jumping will actually improve more um and will be seen to better effect um, over a stronger run over a stronger run race. Um yeah, I think he only made one bad mistake. I think that was at third last. Um he just took a little bit of the guess it and was just a bit novicey. But apart from that, pretty much foot perfect. Um I think the second last as well, did he make a mistake but that was just novice errors and he didn't lose any momentum or ground at either of them. And, um, yeah, I thought very, uh, very impressive performance on the day. Um, yeah, I couldn't really pick out much flaws out of him. I, t- I still think there's more to come from him and I think he's improving with every run. And I think he's everything you want for that race. Um, like he's obviously kind of, they obviously don't think he's going to be you know, he doesn't show much gears at home because they haven't ran him over a trip less than two and a half. So that kind of shows to me that they probably have, like, they obviously think he's now an outstayer. Out so, yeah, three mile Albert Bartlett for me now would be, yeah, he'd be on the high, on the high, high on the pecking order for me.
2: I have a horrible record in the yeah. potato race, an absolutely shocking record. I'm pretty certain. Well, Seeing is the only horse that I can remember backing to win this race. Roudy in the last 10 years league. that actually did so oh. mm, well yeah d- thanks for reminding me about that yeah, <laughs> yeah that um, do you know what every now and again when you're going down through the the forum for a big Saturday race you'll see one of your old friends who you thought was capable of winning a grade one novice hurdle or a grade one novice chase who's now running in a handicap and your thought process is going to be oh man you you turned out to be quite disappointing and that's not what happened you got it wrong. That horse was never that good in the first place and you thought he was, you were wrong. And just remember that. The only horse that I have back to win, to actually get right in the last 10 years in the particular race is Vanillier. That does not cover my losses in this race in the last 10 years. I think this is worth mentioning. 33 to 1, 14 to 1, 11 to 1, 16 to 1, 33 to 1, 50 to 1, 14 to 1, 18 to 1, 18 to 1 sps of the last 10 winners of the potato race with the exception of one monkfish who was fives so if you want to go and back this horse at eight to one be my guest i'm not going to tell you not to but that's a race that i will be holding mad tough on until the week before and i'll be buried in the form book buried in the weatherby's Cheltenham festival betting guide trends and statistics that paul ferguson will have done he'll have been on the final front podcast in the meantime talking about all of that in the various different form um, this is a nightmare of race to try and work out and you want to tilt something at a big price. He's not, so I'll be taking him on, but I can certainly see the case from George. I like him a lot. I think he's got a bright future and he looks like a potato race
0: horse. Yeah, well, what I liked about him was um, seeing sort of two from home, he sort of snapped back on the bridle, which sort of says to me, really, even this is probably his minimum trip. You know, I think he'll definitely improve for a step up to three miles being a son of Suleimani, you would think that would be the case. Like, generally, produces staying chasers, doesn't he? Um, Potter Man, uh, Copperhead, ruler, not ruler of the world, rule the world. Um, We just won't talk about Honeysuckle. Wasn't she the only one that was actually in the league two-miler for him? I think Cash and Go was about a a two-mile, two-and-a-half-miler, wasn't he? That's about the only other speedy one I can think of. Um, But, yeah, I think... The only thing that I wasn't, in that necessarily and necessarily I'm with, I did think he was fairly awkward at a few hurdles. But then, step up to three miles, might iron that out. Step up to three miles at Cheltenham, probably won't iron that out. It'd be my one concern. Um, if they're going a good pace on goodish ground around Cheltenham, I would worry that he might not be able to sort his feet out. But he's also plenty of promise. Does he interest me? For the Albert Bartlett, not at the moment. No, especially if Shannon Bob goes and wins at the weekend, we, we might be looking at quite a short price favourite in that race. I
2: think my trump card, who was bred by Patrick Mullins, he's continued his progression over the weekend. The potato race is a race to proceed with caution with when it comes to Gordon. He does run good horses in it, but he tends to run his best novice hurdlers in the Supreme and the Ballymore. And you kind of get lulled into thinking, oh, this horse has got a great chance, but it's not really the race they target. I think there's still, he's probably still feeling the effects of the No More Heroes defeat. Oh my God, that was horrible. But what did you make of his performance, George? Uh,
0: This horse, sort of that form line, the November bumper he ran in where he split Spring de la Mer and Apples of Brazil. I thought at the time was a really good bumper and... So sort of Spring de la Merse, disappointed since, Apples of Brazil, I know he um, was taking on um, Ballyburn. Was it Ballyburn? Yeah. Or is it behind yeah, I think so anyway. Um,
2: yeah, I know it was, yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: That that form's sort of been let down. And I really think this, this race really smacked to me of these are the these aren't the odd stars, are they? Kalani King very weak and very badly i thought that might have been a nice horse dr eggman was given every chance to finish his race or race off and still can get to my trump card the, the thing that i couldn't really get on board with with my trump card here was he really found the bottom of his hurdles like he mm. he didn't look like he was taking much of a cut and maybe that will come with time but again at the moment i know i know it was fairly deep ground so maybe i'm being a bit unfair but it seemed like if he was perfect, Jack had to really ask him on a perfect stride. Otherwise, he was just in the boards at everything. He, he he, at the moment, he doesn't appeal to me regarding Cheltenham. I know Cheltenham's not the be-all and end-all. Maybe this can turn into a nice horse in time. But he's sort of shown plenty in bumpers already that I thought think if he was going to be an awful lot better than this, he would have shown it by now. He's
1: a brother to uh, Early Beach, right? And she was best seen on good ground over two to two and a half mile trip like he didn't look to me as though he was quite staying out the two and a half at navin like he looked like he was doing his worst bit coming towards the line and dr eggman looked like he was the one to take out the race he was doing his best work coming towards line he just kind of another 10 yards so he would have passed him out um i i i just don't know if he would if he would stay tree out based on his breed and what early beach has done i i yeah uh, i i just just to note that 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 was something i kind of picked out and i thought dr Eggman was Kind of with the horse to take out of the race, of, uh, between the two of them. It's,
0: it's just interesting that a multiple bumper winner was immediately stepped up mm. to two mile four when sent over hurdles. So if there's something at home that we don't see on the track, it, it seems strange. The horse that seemed to be showing speed um, was immediately stepped up to the intermediate trip mm. on his first run over hurdles. Maybe it'll be something in time that they're proven to be wrong about. But I usually, mm. I err on the side of trader knows best until. I find out otherwise, do you know what I mean, yeah. there, there yeah. must be a reason, and Yeah. Maybe it's not as quick as he looks on the track, but they seem to be trying to run him on soft and heavy ground, mm. I know it's wet, I know it's wet over in Ireland than it is over here, but he's, he's run one, two, three, six times and it's always been soft so heavy soft to heavy or heavy, yeah. they must be targeting it surely, they, even in Ireland you can find a bit of yielding now and again, like Mm. It's something to know, like going
1: forward, you know, just interesting in the way he's uh, related to a horse that wants two, to two and a half on, on good ground, so that was very effective on both. Have you, have you seen him, Katie, in person? Yeah. yeah.
0: He's a big horse? He's a big horse, yeah. Yeah, might have something like, to do with it. I just assume being by Shantu, they're normally fairly sizable. Yeah, but
1: also to know, like, if it's odd that why did Patrick not want to keep hold of him? Yeah. You know, that's another thing to know. Like I know there's obviously different circumstances, but if they were mad keen on him, why did they not like keep hold of him? Like I know he made what three hundred thousand odd as a yeah. three year old. Did they just did they just not like him as a as a young horse or something? That, that could be something to bear in mind. Because um, I assume, and if they thought he was going to be a serious horse they would have done everything they could to keep hold of him
0: I would, I would have thought the way I would see it if I was the breeder was if I can get 300 grand for him I can go and buy something that's already won a point to point or won yeah. over in France for the same money rather than take a gamble on something I've bred would yeah. be how I would think of it I'm not saying you, you might be entirely right but that if I was trying to think of a reason why they would have sold it yeah. it's just well if we get three hundred grand for this completely untested
2: horse, we can just go out yeah. and buy one that is tested for that money. Yeah, that's true. Do you know the um you know the early beach story?
1: No. Yeah, she was born she was she the mare that was born out in the field to an unrated to by accident.
2: You're kind of half right. So that they one? One. they put her out in the field yes. with a a couple of other horses, then noticed she was starting to get a little bit of weight on her. No. So, the vet looked at her and said, "This horse is pregnant." And we're like, couldn't possibly be. Pregnant. What are you talking about? She's in a field with geldings. Oh no! Miguel Angel was not a gelding. <laughs> For some reason, they thought he was. And um, yeah, he just he had his wicked way with her, or she had his wicked way with him, whichever way you want to look at it. The horse that she produced, they ended up calling accidental.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at a stud record now, it's two folds, one in 2013, one in 2018.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was not supposed to happen at yeah. all. And if you go on the Racing Post Bloodstock site and type in Miguel Angel, he does have a stud record, but only because one and done, on. uh, son. Yeah,
0: actually Yeah. Ac- <laughs> Yeah,
2: well, he had a good strike, rate, right? In fairness, he was able to get the job done, just wasn't able to produce anything of note. But um, I mean, that is such a bizarre... Like, you both work with horses every single day. Like, have you ever heard of a story where a mare is put into a field with a bunch of geldings only for one to emerge? Uh, not
0: quite a gelding. Not, not, not as often... Um, not, it's more common than people who look after horses would have you believe. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Not necessarily with race horses, but I've I've broken in a few horses that weren't meant to happen, like horses that were Clydesdale Cross Cobb or Thoroughbred Cross Shire, things like that. <laughs> that definitely weren't intended. The Budweiser horses. Yeah. Clydesdales. I'm riding Jeez. one Friday. They're not meant to be ridden, but it's half cob. <laughs>
2: Well, that's going to be. Can you video that for us, please, and, and send it through? I
0: sent you a picture of him. He's called Lynx.
2: How big is he? Um, he's
0: uh, he's only eight, which for something that's half Clydesdale is quite young, but he'd be. He'd probably be 17 hands, yeah. What's his I temperament like? He's a mummy's boy, is what I'll say. He's too weak to be badly behaved. Like, ah, uh, okay. The, the, the youngest of the Budweiser Clydesdales is like 14, 15. Like, they're so big, they take so long to mature. And he's only eight. Like
2: he's, he, it'd be too weak to ride in the school for more than fifteen minutes. So, long way to go for him. Yeah. Um, and it, an intriguing one. Early yeah, beach yeah. is just absolutely fascinating. I'm sure Patrick owned accidental in the end. well uh, <laughs> right, let's let's go for <laughs>
1: freedom <ranks>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly along, let's move on to some of the novice chasers that we saw in action. JPR One is unquestionably Britain's leading hope for the Arkle. Although I think the horse who fell in this race. Uh, The download the racing app now. Hold on. For the benefit of William Woodham's, download the racing app now. Lightning novices chase. Six to one victory. I'm sure the horse who fell and was wiped out at the start would actually have won this race and would then have emerged as the leading British contender for the Arkle. Not even sure he'll go to Cheltenham. and not sure it would be right for him to go there either, Jello, but keep an eye on him. Uh, There's a nice handicap chase that used to be run at the festival run at Sandown. The weekend before and that might be the race they'll go for but we'll we'll see what they end up doing with him as long as he's okay jpr1 has done it shishkin took this race in 2021 before going on to win the Arkle. that was when the race was run at doncaster it's a nice performance george but i'm pretty certain marine national was watching that and going is that the best they've got
0: yeah yeah look it's, he might but he's he's more proven chaser than marine national is at this point i like i, I, I understand True. fully Marie national has got the engine and everything, but we've seen very little of him over fences. Nothing to prove that he can jump under pressure, Like not through any fault of his own, just he was too good to be under any pressure last time. This horse is thoroughly proven. He should be a winner over the Arkle course and distance. Um, and un- He was unfortunately beaten the last day behind our horse. Um, I think it's probably fair to say he didn't give his running. Um, yeah, he just
2: got bugged down on the ground that day. I'd say
0: as as much as I'd love to believe that he gave his running that day and Patron, it should be the English leading hope in the Arkle, but um, I I think you've got to give this horse his due. He's God, he's a fantastic jumper when things go when like he gets his ground. And like you say, it wasn't it wasn't that much better at Lingfield the other day. It was soft, but it was dead. Like it it wasn't as bad. Obviously, as sand down heavy, but at shows he's got a bit of versatility There doesn't have to be proper good sort of spring ground almost for him. Um, you actually look down the betting in the Arkell and there's no reason that he, he might be able to grab a plate like Hunter Jean can't jump, Fassal Vega's fluffed his lines, found a 50 over the fort's more likely to go Turners, Gaelic Warrior, Elate Tomps, God knows if they're going, Blood Destiny's been beaten last time. There's every reason to think he could he could creep into the three in this race. Um, and say Marine National, it's not his fault. That he hasn't that he's not as proven as this horse, but currently, like JPR1 is the more experienced and more proven chaser. Um, I'm not saying you're going to beat Marine National. I'm just purely saying at this point all marine National has done has gone and beaten a load of horses he should be over fences without ever coming under any pressure. And he might be going straight to Cheltenham without any more experience than
2: that. So, uh, there's no, there's no way they're definitely going to take him to the DRF. There is no way Barry Connell goes straight to Cheltenham.
0: I might do. He did last year. <laughs> he'd had two runs over
2: hurdles and he'd won a Grade One. To be fair, like you can't yeah.
0: do. The more you say Barry Connell what? can't go straight to Cheltenham, the more he's going to want to. So maybe we need to stop saying.
2: It. <laughs> hey Siri, call Barry Connell. Let's um let's have a chat with him. Let's get him on the line. Let's
0: we'll do oh, Don't do
2: that. Don't do, that. don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, don't do that. Don't do him in the middle of a, Barry. Barry, what are you doing, man? No, he's gonna. He's, he'll go for the Irish article. He will. He'll go to the DRF. Unless Willie decides he's going to put Gaelic Warrior in the Irish Arco and gun him from the front, in which case, game on, son. But it's hard to be enthusiastic about the form of a race when the leading contender has gone at the first. Is he an each-way bet for you, Katie?
1: Yeah, I was actually really taken by him. Um, I just thought his jumping was flawless. Um, I, I like When he got in tight at view, he was so neat and tidy. He wasn't losing any ground when he was getting in close. He was so nimble. And when he was meeting a fence on a good stride, He was so quick, and he was making lengths at his fences. Like Brendan was always bringing him back. Um, I was just so impressed with his round of jumping at Lingfield, and I was just really taken by how he was kind of, you could tell from a long way out, he was always looking for the next fence, measuring them up. He was meeting them spot on, and if he wasn't, he was sorting himself out for a long way out. He never lost any ground. I just thought it was a rock-solid performance um, and and a really good round of jumping. I was, yeah, I was really taken by him and like um, George said, a bit of nicer ground, probably see him to a better effect. He actually um, showed a really good turn of foot um, from the back of the last as well. He may be idle a little bit um, towards the line, but yeah, really taken by his performance. And I think he, I think he'll definitely slot in there. Um, Behind Marine National, he should be behind Marine National in the bet, and I think he's more of a solid chance than Gaelic Warrior is um, compared to his jump. And we know he kind of, we know Cheltenham might not suit him in that sense, so I think he's a rock solid chance coming. I think he could be under a little bit under the radar um, coming into this, um, but yeah, really taken by his performance. I know Jalo well, as me. well, just to mention. Probably take it a little bit of depth out of the race because he obviously shipped, it, unshipped at the first. But look, yeah,
0: really taken by it. I should say that the yes. second was back, like defeat was out of the question as well. And you've mm. seen him off, like he was very well backed the second. Yeah, race. where did that come from, by the way? God knows, but someone knew something. Yeah, well, they uh, didn't because he got beaten. In yeah, well, but he ran, he, he was what was he like 12 to 1 or something the night before? Mm. Yeah. But he, he, well, he, he was, ran well according to what price he started. He opened at as opposed to what price he started. Well, you're right
2: to point it out. Like mm. it was a <laughs> massive market move, but almost as eyebrow-raising as the Ilitey Tomp gamble. Like ten to one the night before, three to one. Nobody commented on it because everyone was talking about, oh, what's happened between Patrick and Danny? Well, that was a major market move for Ilitey Tomp with no non-runner against. A pretty much unbeatable, stable companion. Uh, certainly going right-handed. Just interesting to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I, that's me putting my place, basically. He's 20-1 to one shot for the Arkle. He sh- probably shouldn't be that big a price. Mm-hmm. And put a bit more respect on JPR1's name. Um, I will put a lot of respect on Manela Kakuner's name, who I can say it now because Gavin Lynch has actually revealed this. Uh, this was Gavin Lynch's anti-post bet for the National Hunt Chase. He put him up at the start of the season. I'm sure he was a massive double-figure price uh, bet at the time. And to my mind, on the back of what he did at the weekend, the Jack Kiernan celebrating 55 years in business. Congratulations, Jack. Uh, Return to three miles, Katie just looked mustered. There was a a couple here and there that weren't perfect, but in the main, I thought his jumping was, was terrific. He will stay. He's got Cheltenham Festival for him. He's surely Patrick Mullins' ride in the National Chase. He's got options in the Turners and the Brown Advisory, but this is Patrick's ride for the National Chase.
1: Yeah, he kind of looks a solid uh, solid uh, horse for that kind of race. I actually thought if uh, Anthony has provided a nice warm boost for Pacta because um, he absolutely smashed him there at Lepestown and We're coming he, for you, Gaelic Warrior! We're yeah, coming for you! He won pretty convincing, convincingly here at Navin. Um Yeah, he obviously benefited again from that run. He had another horse that had a bit of a layoff. Um, I do think, as Patrick had probably said in post-it race interviews, um the fences have kind of took taking that sting out of his tail um he's, he wasn't racing as keen as he was um over hurdles and like he has shown in the past and he's settling much better and he showed that here at navin Um i thought he actually put in a really good round of jumping and i thought he was he had his ears pricked always looking for the next fence and he was measuring um he was measuring from quite a long way out i actually thought he was really attacking his fences on a good stride and um I thought he was actually able to measure and correct himself on a short stride which i didn't think he was quite able to do um but he actually showed that he was quite neat and efficient over his fences here um yeah i mean like he definitely think he's on the short list i don't know whether he'd be kind of competitive in the in the tree mile grade one i think i'd have grange claire west over him if he if he were to to go that direction but definitely national hunt chase route he very high on the agenda. um de champs may have to take a back seat here against him but yeah very taken performance by him at the weekend
2: yeah by the way the only JP horse entered for the National on Chase is George Corpus Cross mm-hmm. where did you hear that first on the final furlong podcast from George Gorman ignore the fact that Katie Young may very well have dismissed it but oh, no 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 he'll be dropping back in trip Katie Seems like George worked out what JP's plan is. Did you tap Frankie Tightlips' phone? Did you speak with Frankie Tightlips beforehand, George?
0: I I prefer not to speak.
2: (laughs) No comments. (laughs) Johnny Tightlips, where'd they hit you? I ain't saying nothing.
0: But what do I tell the doctor?
2: Don't to suck a lemon. Fair enough. Uh, um, Also, he probably just wants to keep his kneecaps. What were your thoughts on Manila Yeah, Copy and paste, really.
0: He's... he's, um, he was a fantastic hurdler, like even even going back to his point to point days, considering it was a, a Turtullah point to point. I, I had an eye on the form anyway, but it was won by grand jury, um, um you know, ill-fated grand jury, second Manella Kakuna, third Whacker Clan, who won at Cheltenham over fences this year. And the fourth is always a ride right out for Ridge Rogue called Tommy Dillion, that um who we actually think quite a lot of, but um he's he was wonderful over hurdles, they say he had a tendency to over race and that seems to be gone now, he seems to be settles. It was a immaculate round of jumping insofar as it was efficient, it was energy saving and it was yeah, you know, without incident. Um everything you really would like in a horse that's gonna be stepping up to four miles. His RPR is nearly back to what it was over hurdles and perhaps the step up in distance could bring out further improvement. And you know Emmett, I love an old-fashioned pedigree. We've got a Flemmonsworth out of an old Vic mare here. Absolutely love to see it. Proper old-fashioned chasing pedigree. You'd have to think he'll get the trip. I couldn't put anyone off backing him come Cheltenham or, you know, even if you wanted to back him now. and. As, as much as I do fancy Corbett's Cross for it, it certainly
2: makes this race more interesting, doesn't it? 100% it does. And Just the more I look at that race, like Embassy Gardens isn't qualified yet. Um, Nick Rocket isn't fully qualified as of yet. And Flooring Porter, jeez, I've gone cold on him. Like, he's got two options for Cheltenham, stairs hurdle or this. So it's novice chasing or bust, basically. He's not good enough to win a stairs hurdle anymore. They don't think he's fast enough to be able to win the Brown advisory, so he's going for this. And while you can excuse the run at at Punchestown, you can't excuse the run in the Nevilles. This is up for grabs, and Manila Kakuna is the most obvious one. I still like Nick Rocket, but Manila Kakuna is the one that... He's just blindingly obvious, I think, at this point. Asian Master. So, this is insane. He was beaten in a Hunter Chase at Tipperary back in May, and now he's two from two for Willie Mullins and looks graded class for a jockey who is six foot seven he's six foot four but still that's obscene katie young
1: Mm, yeah i think it's actually a really nice story this um with this horse and family um there's another horse of willies that's kind of shown a real turnaround form since joining his stable um i think he started in his career in a point-to-point field for the costello family um I think they were, he was actually trained by, uh, I, think it was, I think it was his uncle, maybe, if I'm right. There's so many of them. But was um, trained
0: by Tony, his father.
1: was that, Oh, it could have been, yes, by yes. his father. His father owns it as well, and with his mom, I think, still. They're still down as the owners, are they, um, if I'm correct? Um, yeah, they are, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he was uh, – he must have been showing them enough to kind of consider – Putting this horse like he's a seven-year-old now and consider to put him into training um do you know like they could have easily kept him to the point to point gone on open h- hunt chase route with him but look this is the kind of route they decided to take um i thought it was a really nice story for this uh young lad like mm-hmm. he's he obviously he's got good head and shoulders because he obviously knows that he's going to be restricted with his height and he's kind of really trying to make a go of it here and like it's, it's nice that his family is supporting him and giving, like he's, so horse clearly has a bit of talent and they're, they're letting him kind of live out his dream here and kind of in a view to get a ride at Cheltenham. And I think that's kind of, yeah, I think it's really wholesome to see that, you cause there's not many stories like that, Um, kind of both sides of the water, Um, but yeah, really take performance. I hope it works out for him. I hope he gets to kind of live his dream of um, getting to Cheltenham, getting a ride, and maybe even getting the winner. But look, kind of going back to his performance, I thought it was a good performance on the whole. Tom gave him a great ride. Uh, I thought he found plenty of pressure. Um, I think he could probably be a useful type middle to long distance trip. Um, he, can't, he had 15 pound concessional weight here from Better Days Ahead, which might have been uh, the deciding factor there. But look... He was the best horse on the day, and yeah, hope he hope he works out for them.
2: I very much hope so, too. He's not going to be qualified for a handicap just yet because he's only had two runs over hurdles. Certainly a very, very interesting horse. He's got a beautiful pedigree. Tom is clearly a very talented jockey. Just as a former jockey, George Gorman, how difficult is it for a six-foot, four-inch man to be a jockey?
0: It is exceptionally difficult. It, it requires you to ride a little, obviously to ride a little longer, you have to sort of be able to fold yourself up on the horse's back because if you're riding too short when you're going to ride a finish you'll literally be landing on the horse's backside when you're sort of if you're bouncing at all this lad he rides with a good length of leg he sits into his horses you, you have to accept that you're never going to be the most stylish like i've seen like jack andrews was a similar height he was riding over here um well he's still riding pointing over here obviously gina andrews is brother and um It is very difficult. Like you have to, like I say, you have to sort of fold yourself up in behind the horse. But um, this lad comes from tall stock. His father's a very tall man. And his uncle, Tom Jr. is a very tall man as well. Like they're, um, they're, I think the other two, Adrian, Adrian and, uh, I can't, I can't remember it. Dermot. They'd be a bit on the smaller side. But um, Tom, thomas and tony are quite tall themselves tom jr would be a similar height and was a very successful point-to-point jockey himself like riding for his father tom senior um i'd actually say if you look through why they why they fought enough for this horse to stick it in training with willie mullins like he's he actually finished second in his first point-to-point to Factor file well beaten by six lengths like but, um Bell Harbour tends to be where the Costello family would target the. They would target their good horses there. It's reasonably local. They're all based in Clare. Bell Harbour's down on the coast there. Actually, funny enough, this race in particular is sponsored by the Six Mile Bridge Mart, which would be near enough their local shopping centre. Like it'd be near enough their local sort of where you go to get a chicken roll, you know. Uh, So they. They do tend, tend to save a good one for there. Like, um, and obviously, the wheels fell off a little bit after that. He did he did win a point-to-point point over in Belle Claire, which would be another of their favoured tracks. I, and um, yeah, it's be interesting to see what this horse can go forward and do now. It's wonderful to see the family having fun with the horse. Um, let's just hope um, young Tom's weight holds up and we'll see a lot more of him.
2: Yeah, it's, it's tremendous what he's doing, and it's going to be really interesting to see if he can ride at Cheltenham um, and, and continue to, to really live the dream. But well done to him, because he must be sacrificing an awful lot. Like, that really? kid cannot eat a pizza slice. Never mind a pizza, a slice, at that at that height. He's
0: definitely not uh, a chicken fillet, roll. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not been to the Six Mile Bridge Mart in a while.
2: it's pretty remarkable to see what he's doing I'm not going to make the same mistake that I made last year committing to a horse for both the county and the Martin Pipe and then being horribly wrong about it but better days ahead is clearly Gordon's Martin Pipe horse
1: yeah he probably is he's quite hasn't quite hit the heights that I think everyone thought he might Um, probably he's probably got he probably get a nice enough mark now to be very competitive in one of those types of races don't, definitely don't think he's quite up to grade one level as originally thought but yeah that's probably the route he looks like he should take now 136 yeah, and even the,
0: is in and around there isn't it yeah what, what, go up when he comes to England money. He? so probably mm, talking 140
2: 140 one or two I'd I'm, say. I'm not even sure the BHA handicappers can go that much harder on him although he is an Irish mm. horse running in a handicap so they probably will but the form at Slate Steel would read well um, yeah and he was very impressive at Ferry House, albeit he's a long odds-on favorite to go and do so. But I, that was He was giving a lot of weight there to Asian Master. I'd be yeah. on soft, heavy ground. I'd be more than happy to say, job done. You've got your four runs and you'll see a better horse than the Martin Pipe. But I have zero interest in backing him right now because, again, I got that horribly wrong Would Imagine and Hunter's Yarn last year. I don't want to repeat that just yet. Ferns Lock, George, finally. Aintree would probably suit him better, but he is headed to Cheltenham. He just is better going right-handed. But maybe, maybe this is his year, George.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's a picture for the, um, the St. James's Place Festival Challenge Cup Open Hunter's Chase, because we're not allowed to call it Fox Hunters anymore. Um, <laughs> it's it's a race that's looking open. If you go down the list, famous Claremont, I don't think, will stay. If, if he even turns up, to Cheltenham, um, I don't think he stays. Fernslock. It, it doesn't. he doesn't excite me. I can't. I can't explain it. I think the horse that beat him the last day. It, it's on the line, didn't he beat him the last day? On the line, yeah. horse,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, like that. I can't really see much reason that Fernslock would turn that round. To be honest, um, I, I'm well beyond the point of backing Sam Crow. I don't think my my heart can take it um i do i do like the Declan Quigley horse rocky's how but i wonder if he's it up to this level winged leaders getting older Billoways old enough to smoke um may if i was looking for an each way better in this i like um hit the Elmery holden horse down the bottom like beating winged leader in a point to point back in december um Just, you know, very, very lightly raced for a uh, a seven-year-old as well. Sort of horse that could improve. Those those would be the two that I'd be looking at for this race. I can't, on the basis of what he's done, back Fern's lock, really, at the minute. Um, What did you think, Katie?
1: I was actually quite taken by him. And, you know, his his form is reading really well. Like, he's good... um... Oh, he's gone. Yeah, no, he keeps going. Oh, keep going. Um... Like his form in hunter chases is really strong. I think that's something kind of you have to look for. Like there's plenty of Gordons there that have ran, um, kind of in point-to-points, and they sluiced up, but with big wide margin wins, and they get to the track again, and they show nothing. They just regress again. So, like for me, that was kind of a big a big point to make. Um, the only thing I. Can really pick out of him is he's a seven-year-old and normally when they get to this stage um in their careers of going down the hunter chase route they're kind of around 9 10 11 years of age and yeah like i'd say he'd be one of the first winners of this to be winning at a seven-year-old that i could possibly think of off the top of my head um so that's the only thing i can kind of pick out with him but yeah it's kind of a bit of a wide open contest like there's nothing really standing out to me. Like you said, Sam, I, I couldn't be having Sound Crow until I seen what he could do back on the track. I know he's been bolting up and point to points last year and then he was he won pretty convincingly um on his first lot this year. But I'd have my doubts whether he could transfer that form back on the track. Um otherwise he'd be my kind of other other obvious pick. But I'd like to see what he could do on track first before I'd be going begin to commit to him anytime soon.
0: Yeah, that's it. That, that's the problem with a lot of these hunts chases, isn't it? Is the interlocking form, they all seem to take it yeah. turns to beat each other a little bit. Mm. Um that's just I say, he he's he's won his races, Ferns And I, it does yeah. appeal to me backing a younger horse in the, in this race. But it's I just can't go over like say like for example, where I was thinking with it's on the line that he beat Ferns Locke, Rocky's Howier beat him at a point
1: be it's on the line back in May in a point to point. Yeah, but he was he was given oh, so it's on the line seven pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a He was only beaten half a length, so probably off level weights or near enough to know. Yeah, he probably he probably reversed that form. So I think that 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 would be strong enough for me anyway to be going forward with him at the moment. But yeah, in, interesting kind of race.
2: I got brand new broadband today from the good folks <laughs> at Three. Three your ideal mobile service provider. It's supposed to be 5G. It doesn't have 5G. Uh, I just got knocked off this thing again on the brand new super fast 3 broadband. <laughs> There's going to be plenty for us to get stuck into on Monday's show and Katie and George will be back uh, as we review all the action from Katie Young, George Gorman and myself. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you haven't hit the like button, smash it now. Hopefully you liked what we just did on this show. And if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button. Hopefully you've liked what we've done and you'd like to hear more of it. In which case, subscribe now on the Final Furlong Podcast on YouTube and your various different podcast apps from all of us. Be safe, be well, look after yourself and each other. God bless.